episode of the Sports Bench Cricket World Cup podcast and we are in conversations with Ayaz Memon. Hi Ayaz. Hi Minal, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I have just recovered from a bout of viral but now I am raring to go. Raring to go and we are raring to hear you speak and because you know the biggest series has got over which is such a well-fought series and now everybody, the teams have been announced and now it's only going to be World Cup, World Cup, World Cup till April 2nd, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And the World Cup coming home to India, I think that's the big story. Uh, remember that, uh, you know, this is this is the home of cricket now and don't let anybody tell you otherwise, India is the home of cricket. And the World Cup coming here, fabulous prize money, you know, and the big anticipation that Tendulkar's last World Cup, I suspect mm. it would also be Ricky Ponting's last World, last World Cup and Jack Carlos's, but, you know, nothing stirs the Indian heart and mind as much as uh, Tendulkar. Yeah, and you know, everybody's emotional about it. Uh, the final is going to be in Bom- Mumbai. So it's Tendulkar's home ground and Mumbai is waiting for to see India play there. You know, there's huge, huge expectations. And uh, we'll start with the review of India-South Africa ODI series. We lost the last one and we lost the series. But I thought the guys did a fairly good job without the big three, without yeah. Sehwag, without Gambhir, without Sachin being around. You know, I think I think you're a sensible young lady, you know, because I think in the, we we just get completely, you know, we get sucked into this, uh, you know, hype and hoopla and whatever else. You know, we had a good chance to win the series. I would agree with that. And uh, you know, we could have we could have done better in the last match, but for Yusuf Pathan's blistering knock, we would perhaps have lost by more than 100 runs. So in that sense, yes, I think somewhere we we messed up the last game. But mm-hmm. we must take into consideration that we were without Sachin, Sehwag and Gambhir. So, actually, in the earlier two matches or three matches, India played above themselves, protecting very low scores. I think that to yeah. me was quite remarkable. Because what failed for India is the batting. And remember that three of your major batsmen are not there. Yeah, Murli was a bit lost. Vijay Murli was a bit lost. And, you know, Rohit Sharma looked all out of sorts. But uh, the biggest gain I felt was Virat Kohli's batting. I think the guy has such a good, sensible head on his shoulders. Uh, Ayaz, it gives him and Cheteshwar Pujara give us uh, a lot of hope. You know, we've seen Sachin and Dravid and Ganguly come up. And now, you know, seeing these young looks really gives me a lot of hope. I thought Kohli was really, really good in the series. Your views. Yeah, well, I think the two batsmen who really made a big difference to India's fortune in the five-day series, uh, five-one-day series, are Virat Kohli and Yusuf Pathan, and for different Pathan, reasons. Absolutely. Because I think Virat, uh, the younger man, only 22, showed mm-hmm. a lot of class, a lot of you know, I mean, this this kind of class you see only rarely. And you mentioned Cheteshwar Pujara, I'm very happy. So mm-hmm. Cheteshwar Pujara in the Test matches, he didn't make too many runs, but he showed the ability to hang in there face the fire, fiery stuff from the South African fast bowlers. So, look, we are looking at the future of Indian cricket and I think it's in good hands if you've got guys like Pujara and Virat Kohli. And the other end is, of course, Yusuf Pathan. You know, I mean, what can oh, you say about this guy? He's a game changer. He's magnificent. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I want to do a story actually, Minal, with uh, uh, the, the father, Yusuf Pathan and Irfan's father. Because we, we post the IPL, uh, post the IPL auction, they are richer mm-hmm. by four, uh, you know, four million dollars. So I definitely <laughs> want to shake his hand. You know? <laughs> definitely. But it's not just yeah. for that. It's not just for that. It's the kind. I I really want to know where these guys have learned their cricket. They're quite quite a contrast. And Yusuf Patan is actually now redefining the way uh, limited overs cricket is going to be played. 
Very true. And, you know, considering, you know, I've heard stories of they lived in a mosque and they didn't have a proper house and to see Pathan do so well. And, you know, there's a lot of this talk about, oh, he can't play the short ball and uh, he's not so good against the bouncer. But uh, he comes and performs at crunch situations and he actually could have pulled a win if there were two, three more wickets left in the last match. He could have done that single-handedly against the best bowling attack in the world today. So you got to give the guy some credit. He's probably booked his place in the eleven for the World Cup squad. Well, I think so. I think both Virat and Yusuf should be in the lineup in the first match against Bangladesh when we open our World Cup campaign, and perhaps mm-hmm. longer than that, unless you know poor form or uh, injury or fitness problems arise. But mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, look, uh, I think Yusuf Patan's greatest. Virtue or attribute of is not the way he bats, not the, no, the number of runs he scored, but the way in which in which he made them in a crisis. Whether yeah. it's the IPL for Rajasthan Royals in the past or for India in the current series of some you know some other times against New Zealand he made a hundred. It's when you when you really thought that the system was hopeless, he came out mm. and played this blazing innings and completely changed the game around. Now when the game going is good, sometimes he's not so good. So yes. he needs to correct that, you know. He yeah. just gets his adrenaline, adrenaline when the situation is, you know, warranted. Yes. But, I, I, you know, you mentioned about uh, from coming, you know, living half his life in a mosque and his father mm. being, uh, you know, Moezian, somebody who gives yeah. a gun. I mm. think that's a great story in itself. But it's also the story of this, it's a new age story of new India team. I mean, within, within the Saiba comes from a pretty humble ground, you know. Yeah, so does Rana, uh, so I believe. So does Rana, and so, yeah. so do a lot of people. So it's not Indian cricket as we knew it in the 70s and 80s, and before that, when you know cricketers came from Bombay and Bangalore and Madras and Delhi and just perhaps Calcutta, and they were from fairly upper middle class backgrounds who you know also played cricket to get jobs. These are guys who are making this their livelihood. I believe it builds, uh, the more hardships you face in life, it builds a lot of character. And uh, I feel that that comes out in the way they play their game. They don't give up easily. And it, it shows when they're playing and battling it out. I think somewhere that helps the team. You know, people yeah, are saying that, if people are saying that, you know, Virat Kohli reminds them of a younger Yuvraj. And, you know, uh, he might be uh, going the Yuvraj way because we all know Yuvraj's career has not gone as great as it should have. But I all I had read the story about Kohli where his uh, his father expired during a match and he came back and uh, attended the funeral and came back in the morning and uh, saved Delhi and that's just when he was 18 and I think that shows speaks volumes for the guy so I always defend that till now Kohli has not given us a reason to believe he could go the Yuvraj way. Yeah, I think look the comparison to Yuvraj was about a little. Kind of what people perceive about Yuvraj was a very standoffish yeah. attitude and perhaps supercilious. Mm. Maybe he may have been like that. I don't know because he comes yeah. from a fairly privileged background actually, unlike yeah. some of the others we talked about. But right. you're right. I mean, you 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 highlighted the example of when he came back after his father's you know death and whatever else. And he's look, he was 18. He was a young guy. It's, it's very so, young. That's... You know, it's 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 he's, he's obviously going to be emotional about it and whatever else. And despite that. He came in and played. So I think Virat has learned a lot over the last two years. But I think he's kind of wised up, wised up in time. Remember, he was in also time. India under-19 captain. Yes, he was, uh, yeah. And he's done well. So, you know, it's good because I, a lot of people see him as a future captain and so do I. 
Very true, very true. And he does have the cricketing mind. He he seems to be very into the game when you observe it. So uh, let's cross our fingers. But Ayaz, the biggest dilemma for Dhoni now with you, uh, Kohli and Pathan doing so well against South Africa, in South Africa, who does he drop? It's either going to be Rena or Yuvraj. And uh, who do you drop? And you can't play one bowler shot. So how do you think team composition no, is going to look like? I think you asked, you, you, in your question, you answered the question itself. <laughs> if you see that Yuvraj has actually taken five wickets in hmm. South Africa, bowling yeah. his left arm spin. I mean, you have to go by the, the experience the guy has got, his past record hmm. and whatever else. You, you know, Raina has been very good in one day matches, no doubt, no doubt about it. But here you have to factor in Yuvraj's, uh, you know, ability with the ball and he's, I think he's improved a lot. He's got five wickets in South Africa, so I would definitely include Patan into the into the opening mm-hmm. first eleven. So okay. therefore, you have to keep either and and Kohli. So you have to keep one player yeah. out, one batsman out. So I would actually say that Raina perhaps doesn't fit in right now. But mm. as the tournament progresses, there are, there are issues of form, fitness, you know, whatever else, tactics. We have okay. to see how it goes. But you know, I would say when 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 the first team plays, I won't have Raina on my team. Uh, so let's see uh, what Dhoni decides and we'll all be waiting for Feb 19th when uh, they start off in uh, Dhaka. South Africa though uh, have been quite good, haven't it? I mean, they came under a lot of criticism for being one two down. They Again, the chokers issue got brought up, but Morkel and Amla have been fantastic for them in this ODI series. We, we keep talking about India and extolling the virtues of Indian players, but you have to mm. give credit to South Africa for coming back to win the series. Remember, that uh, they were at one stage 2-1 down, you know, and mm. then they made it 2-2, and then 3-2. So they've actually yeah. come back from behind in the series. And in that sense, deny India the honor of uh, beating South Africa for the first time. Uh, mm. We've talked about Tendulkar and Gambhir and Sehwag not being there. Be that as it may, this is how it is. This is how life rolls yeah. on. And I think that for them, Morkel, we all know David Stain is a great bowler now. By now, everybody yeah. knows that. By now, everybody knows but that. But Bonnie exactly. Morkel has been, yeah, Bonnie Morkel has been a fine. And Hashem Amla, I think, is really an unsung hero. Not just for South African cricket, but in international cricket. For the kind of runs he's made in the last year, year and a half, maybe two years. He's mm. incredible. A very simple man, very earthy, very rooted. Uh, and I remember that when he came down to play in India, uh, even in 2000, mm. There was a time when he came very early, 2001, I think, 2000, and yeah, uh, think. he was on the fringes. He was on the fringes mm-hmm. of selection, and when he came, when he actually made his debut, it seemed that he had all the, you know, wrong, he had learned the wrong technique. He mm-hmm. didn't know how to his, his shuffle and his footwork. They all seemed so wrong. And now, when you look at him, look at he him, just seems yeah. to bat like a champion. Yeah, so he's, and, uh, he's you know, obviously going to be one of the stars to watch. Absolutely. But you know, uh, when uh, he got uh, gifted a fridge uh, uh, for his achievements, I uh, I kind of felt he must be wishing if he were in India, he would be a billionaire by now, you know, going by the form that he is. Because I'm sure there would be a lot more other gifts coming his way other than a fridge. Did, did you not find that little weird or funny that he got gifted a fridge for his achievements? Yeah, well, look, you know, that's how it, that's how it rolls out. You're right, I mean, highlighting it, that, yeah. It was just a little weird. I mean, you've got such a great match and you've got to honor him with something more. Uh, you know, anyways, it's it's up to every country. And uh, yeah. so, I now we head to the World Cup. Uh, we'll start talking about the teams have been announced, some controversies, some issues. and uh, uh, But just a brief about the World Cup format. We revert back to the way it was 
back in 96 with the quarters and semis and that's how it's coming now do you think that is much better the knockout or is the super league which was there in 2007 and 2003 you know super 8 super 6 which was there which do you think is better i think that uh, the icc has rethought its uh, strategy and decided that this this format works best and i would suppose this is this is the kind of format to go with now you got 14 teams you're going to get eight teams out of this to mm. you know kind of go into the next round then after that of course there's a playoff with four teams so mm. i it, it seems fair to me but look it's not going to be a rosy path for in fancy teams let's be clear about that and you know this episode will look at group a in the next episode we'll cover group b there's pak sri lanka australia and new zealand and the rest is the low ones the canada and uh, the newbies but i think pak sri lanka australia should have fairly easy run new zealand is a doubt isn't it going by the current form yes i think so. i look in my opinion this is the mm. this is perhaps the easier group in that sense yes because the true. other group you know you we got perhaps more stiffer competition new zealand despite their recent performances but we have to wait and see how the one day series finishes against pakistan had been below par sri lanka mm. on the that they haven't played too much recently but whenever they played last they were looking very good but uh, australia resurgent team so this is this is going to be an interesting i think that park uh, uh, sri lanka and australia look pakistan good to go. is really mm. the story is really the yeah. story because i think they have a point to prove they been out of international cricket for long time now they are playing intermittently i don't think they been mm. out of cricket mm. for a long time but they have a point to prove their players are not considered for the ipl there's such a black mark against their players in, in so many other other instances yeah and i think that you know getting pulled out as host would have really hurt them uh, hurt their cricket and hurt the progress of the game in the place but if they can do what they did in 92 it would be like a dream come true for pakistan probably that is the bomb they're looking for right now so let's see but uh, you know what is weird is the way the teams got selected they've excluded shoaib malik uh, mohammad yusuf and uh, danish kaneria Danish Kaneria and Shoaib Malik apparently under the thing that there's some some match fixing allegations being investigated but Kamran Akmal mix it through still do you think there's you know there's something wrong with that cricket uh, the, the team selection something is wrong there because there's nothing transparent it doesn't come across yeah i mean seeing from the outside it looks like an enigma wrapped in a riddle mm. you know in many ways uh, as they used to say in the early days when sonia gandhi made her entry into politics in india <laughs> so we, we don't know why shoaib malik is out or uh, you know whatever else but presumably it's linked to some uh, issues of the past but then mm-hmm. you know kamran akmal who was named and whatever else is in and what's more even as we talk while they've announced the squad they don't have mm-hmm. they haven't announced the captain yeah that, so, that's even more weird i mean some strange things happen in pakistan cricket what i would say is okay that's one aspect of their cricket let's uh, you know for the time being accept that this is how it is on the other hand there is the other facet to pakistan cricket which is that they are you know a bunch of brilliant cricketers Absolutely. some of them are so talented so gifted that you know whoever they choose any 15 players they choose you have to be wary of them so if i was an australian or an indian or whoever else or south african or an english player i would be very worried about whatever combination pakistan puts up because 
you never know what the hell they're going to do they are unpredictable bunch and you know whatever be our relations you know politically but as cricket fans we want to see that team play we do want to see the team play because they bring a different angle to the game altogether and uh, another good thing and uh, you know before we end this episode uh, ayaz is that the world cup uh, a lot of cricket fans are very happy about this fact is it's coming the telecast is come back to espn star sport what is your feeling it's with the core people who have the core competence Well, uh, my feeling is this: Look, as a sports lover, you should, uh, you know, what what does a sports fan want? He wants the best mm. coverage, and whoever mm. can give it, whether it is Max or ESPN, or you know, I would venture so far as to say, DD. I mean, look, let's get our act right. This is mm. for the benefit of the viewers. The coverage of sport for television should be for mm. the benefit of viewers, primarily not for the benefit of the advertisers. so first protect the sport and the coverage and then look at you know i'm i'm sure that revenue is important and i do believe in that but there's a way to reach ground where uh, you know the actual coverage of the sport is not hampered not tinkered with not made a mess of and everybody enjoys it you make your money you have your viewers happy and you do justice to the sport exactly because we were just following the recent you know 10 sports coverage of india south africa and there used to be adverts coming in where you would miss the you know replay or you would miss the next delivery whereas i believe this time people said that the dd coverage was actually good because they got to see every ball and that kind of starts irking the viewer when you know advertisement takes precedence over cricket and uh, we watching because we want to see cricket we want to hear some expert comments we don't want to see the uh, advertisements out there so which is why a lot of people are up uh, about it that saying you know it's back with espn star they've done a great job in the past they are the, actually the pioneers uh, who they brought in the you know expert uh, analysis with harsha bogle and you know you would be calling all the experts everybody would be there so uh, we hoping that uh, this time it's far better than what it was in the last two last two world cup Well, I hope to. I hope so too, because you don't want to have a situation where you know suddenly at the end of the fourth delivery or the fifth delivery, you have the ads coming in and you don't know what the hell is happening. Very you know, true. so that really, that really is the key. Now, whoever gives you that quality, and I suspect that there is such a huge, you know, voice of dissonance mm-hmm. and uh, disgust and you know whatever else, disappointment, dismay at the, mm-hmm. at the television coverage. Perhaps there was a time in the past when. a lot of people took fans for granted i think that time mm. is past okay. so i think all broadcasters whoever it may be will have learned a lesson and hopefully mm. from now onwards we'll have you know uh, you know regular proper coverage i asked and you know just while and you were you recently were uh, live on uh, the ipl auction covered the ipl auction live uh, at the setmax would you ever want to get behind the mic with a live cricket uh, match uh, as a commentator have you ever thought about that I would love to, but I don't think anybody mm. thinks I'm good enough. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard to believe. So. <laughs> I think you must have won a lot of offers, and you must be saying, "No, I think I'm better off writing." You know, let me just be with my core. No, company. no, I, no. I think, I think, to be honest, I think. Look, uh, more realistically, I'm a realist in these matters. That you know, a lot of the channels have their own standard, you know, procedures and people and whatever else, and that's great. I, I would love to do commentary. I have done. Mm-hmm. a fair amount during the icl actually i've done more studio work for the others but i can tell you that the challenge of doing commentary is different from doing the studio work so it's something that i would look forward to but let's see when it happens it happens
Okay, you never know. This World Cup might uh, bring in that opportunity. We'll hope for it. Uh, we would love to hear you behind the mic. Okay, and, uh, thanks. Yes, thanks, Minal. Thanks, thanks so much again. Do catch us and follow us. We'll be bringing you lots more during the World Cup. And of course, Ayaz is going to be with us all the time, taking you through the World Cup. You can follow him on Twitter at Cricketwala, and you can follow me on my Twitter ID, Granger Gab Blog. And uh, we will see you in a fortnight. Thank you. Bye.